Clear Channel's iHeartRadio. Welcome to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show. Better than before. An hour of beauty, health, fitness, and lifestyle advice from renowned columnist and author Jane Wilkins Michael and her guest, top experts in their fields. Join Jane's campaign to become better than before. Now, here she is, Jane Wilkins Michael. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show, Better Than Before, on iHeartRadio Talk. I'm Jane. I'm coming to you live from New York City. I want to thank you so much for being with us. And now, everyone, as always, please say hello to my producer, the fabulous Lori Houston. Hi, Lori. Hi, Jane. Now, Lori, as you know, normally you and I like to chat before we bring on our guests, but today I'm talking to someone so special that I'm going to bring him on before I even have a chance to complain about the below freezing weather here in New York City, as you know. (laughs) Our guest today is Michael Simon. He is a James Beard Foundation award-winning chef, the host of ABC's uber-popular show, The Chew. He's a star on the Food Network's Iron Chef. In fact, he is an Iron Chef, which is no small feat, trust me. I, of course, could be a star on the Food Network's Worst Cooks in America. He has a number of critically acclaimed restaurants in the Midwest that have received top honors, including being named one of America's best restaurants in Gourmet Magazine. His Beast Spot restaurants have been voted Best Burgers in America, which makes him a hero to my husband. He has written three best-selling cookbooks, and he is also a spokesperson for Castello, a Danish provider of creatively crafted cheeses. And I happen to love their Havarti creamy. I mean, there's so much more about Michael Simon, but if we go on, his accolades will be the whole show, and there won't be any time left for an interview. So, Michael, hi. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Wow, that was fancy. Thank my you. wife just calls me. My wife just calls me the bald guy. You could have just went with that. It would have been fine. Oh, I, I know. Well, my, you're a hero to my husband with those B-Spot burger restaurants. Are you kidding me? Those are like, you, you guess. But, you know, I thank you so much for being with us. I am starstruck. I've never met an Iron Chef before. Ever. Oh, you're going to be so disappointed. No, 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 no. But, you, you know, when my, when my kids were little, I asked them what, you know, what they remember about my cooking when they were growing up. And they said those little white boxes of Chinese takeout. So there, there, you, there you have it. Um, and, you know, Michael, I am a huge fan of yours. And I love that you make cooking so easy, uh, perhaps not on The Iron Chef, you know, but on all your other shows. And today... Everybody is so busy, and and not everyone is as uh, you know talented as you in the kitchen, which is the understatement of the day. Um, so, for us novices who consider hard boiled eggs a challenge, um, are there a couple of little basics that we should know to become better cooks ourselves? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the you know one, I, I think keep it simple is always a great lesson for people um, when they're cooking at home. Um, you know, and the other thing I would say is is no matter how good of a cook or bad of a cook you are, no one, if you buy bad product, you're not going to end up with a bad dish. So, you know, spend a little bit of extra money on making sure you get really good proteins and great cheeses and fantastic vegetables. And then you're like 70% of the way there. You just, you know, some simple techniques and, and you're off to the races. I, th- I think the biggest mistake sometimes people make is they try to pinch some money you know, they're entertaining or they're for the family and, and they, you know, they say, oh, that chicken's $2 a pound cheaper than that chicken. And there's a reason for that usually. Um, so, you know, what I always try to preach to people is it's, it's better to have five ounces or four ounces of something spectacular than 
six ounces or seven ounces of something average. Oh, that's a good point. Now, yeah, I'm writing that down. Laura, are you taking notes? I'm taking very copious notes here, Michael, just so you know. <laughs> if, there, if there's a pause in the interview, it's because I'm, I'm busy writing what you just said. Um, now, we also don't have uh, access to Kitchen Stadium or even know what to do in it if we did. But are there certain essentials um, that we all should have in, in our kitchens? As you might imagine, I have a candy thermometer, <laughs> right? Yeah, well, um, no, you, you, need, you, you know, you need to... I, I find that I have, you know, because I've been cooking for so long, you know, I've just acquired stuff. But at the end of the day, 80% of the things I cook are in, you know, I in my cast iron pan with, and I use a good chef knife, a microplane, a cutting board, um, a bench scraper, and a spatula. And I could pretty much make anything with, with those things. What what is a bench scraper? I, I think of something in the park. Um, That's obviously yeah, not it's, that. It's, no, it's like a no, it's like a, a little plastic, sometimes metal scraper. And I just, I mean, for me, it it always keeps my cutting board neat and organized. And when I chop or dice something up, I can move it from the cutting board into the pan. So that's and it's inexpensive. They probably are like three dollars. They're like right? two dollars. Yeah, two yeah. bucks. So now let's turn to entertaining, um, and, and that could be very stressful, I know. You know, I went to an upscale store once and bought prepared food and claimed I made it and nobody believed me, which that really hurt my feelings, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I laid it out, and I said, I made it, and they go, yeah, sure. Um, but but your, your recipes are so easy, and one appetizer that seemed really delicious were roasted dates, and, and I said, I, I can make that. So are there any sort of go-to foods that you recommend when you entertain that are easy? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think when you're entertaining, um, you know, and I really, I learned this point from my wife, Liz, a sommelier, than, than even myself. It's like, because she's so good at, in the front and keeping people happy in the front. And, you know, we do a ton of entertaining with big parties of people. And, you know, what I've come to realize over all these years is, you want food that you don't have to fuss with much once a party starts, you know? So when you lay out things, when people are arriving, make sure there are things that, that behave really nicely at room temperature, you know, a big bowl of marinated olives, shaved radishes with, with, uh, you know, salted butter, um, some of your favorite cheeses, uh, some maybe heavily salted roasted nuts, uh, you know, a chutney or two, you know, the, the roasted dates that you talked about are fantastic. Um, to, uh, you know, the, the more main courses, things, again, the things that, you, that, that really kind of hold up well, or they, you know, you don't, you're not going to have to make them to order uh, things in castle or moussaka or uh, like au gratin or baked mac and cheeses. And then, um, or, or in a, a cast enamel pan, things that you can make that are going to hold great, like uh, simple stews or, uh, you know, short ribs and, and things like that that really hold their heat well, hold up to a party well, and, and you're not running around like a crazy person once the party starts. Yeah, I'm still I'm still writing chutney. I'm 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 already I'm in the chutney. <laughs> you know, Michael, I I read a story about you, and the writer asked, "Is there ever a day that goes by that you don't think about pork?" Right, and you said, "No." Now, I, I must tell you that that is the way I feel about cheese. And uh, I was told that I shouldn't eat it allergy-wise, and I said, I'm not giving up cheese. You have to kill me first. Okay? Right. Just, just so you know. 
And a funny story. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, you're with me there. You know, my family and I used to go to a wonderful resort in Montecatini, Italy, which, you know, as you know, is outside Florence. And that's where Sirio from, from Le Cirque uh, hails mm-hmm. from, as yep. you probably know. Um, and my, my parents used to take what they call the cure, which is drinking, you know, that natural thermal water for detoxification. But you need a doctor's prescription. And there was a wonderful resort there called La Pace. And I never forget my mother telling the very, very renowned doctor at the hotel who's giving her the, the spa water prescription, the only reason I come here, doctor, is for you and the ricotta cheese. And without batting an eye, he replied, thank you, Senora. I'm so honored to be put in such distinguished company. So <laughs> let, let, let's that. get... Let's give this distinguished company its due here, Michael. Now, let's talk a little bit about cheese. How has the world of cheese evolved from, say, aerosol cheeses? <laughs> so um, well, I got I mean, it is, it's changed immensely. I mean, you know, let's just think about, you know, 20 years ago where to get an artisanal cheese or a cheese, you know, a thoughtful crafted cheese in America was very, very difficult. Um, you know, and, and now it's 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 easy. You could find them. They're there. Um, you know, we have, we have great cheeses available to us here in the United States, no different than how they were available in Europe 15 or 20 years ago. Um, and, you know, and I think now what has happened is, is there was a time when restaurants were able to get them and, and now, uh, home cooks are able to get them too. And, and, you know, one of the things I think that Costello has done so such a great job with is they made it easier for the home cook to accomplish some things um, that were easy to do in the restaurant before. Like, for example, like, you know, the, the, the dill Havarti or uh, the caraway Havarti where, you know, these are flavors that in a restaurant, you know, I'm, I'm going to get some creamy Havarti and, and some fresh dill and maybe I'll have caraway or jalapenos or all these different flavors because in my cooler I have, a, you know, an endless palette of flavors that are sitting there to build these flavors. But but now for the home cook who's not going to have the refrigerator stuffed with 42 different vegetables, spices, herbs, and all these things, um, you could almost kill two birds with one stone or you could go and and buy some of these cheeses that have interesting flavor profiles and, and some of the work is taken out of it for you and, and you can make really simple, elegant uh, dishes for, with a lot less work, which I think that's what most home cooks are, are trying to aspire to. You know, they, they, you know, I don't think they want to cook like me or Bobby or Mario on Iron Chef. I do, I, I mean, do. I mean, maybe they do, but, but I mean, they don't want to go through the, the time that it takes to do some of that stuff, but they still want to have great food on their table for their friends and their family. Um, and you know, that's, I think that's one of the things that is, is happening now is, is, uh, you know, you could go to the store, you could get things that are going to make your life a little bit easier and, and still allow you to put really thoughtful, delicious food on the table for your friends and family. Right. Now, I make a killer mac and cheese. I have to tell you that. That is another one. Aside from hard-boiled eggs and Chinese takeout, I do make mac and cheese. And I make it fresh. That means I put the cheddar in all by myself. I'm not that packaged stuff. So. I like that. I, right. I have right Excel. So if you ever need someone to make a mac and cheese, <laughs> I, I want to. I'll, You're I'll, my gal. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll volunteer. Now, all of us, it's nice to put out a cheese plate. Um, for guests, which uh, is uh, now what what cheeses you recommend to put on that on the cheese plate that kind of makes a nice well, assortment? You know, I think it's all about having a balance. You know, um, the, when when you know, I have a, a, my my 
my mother's Greek and Sicilian. So, you know, we grew up with a lot of different cheeses from fact that the very overly ripe, stinky fontinas, you know, um, and everybody I think has different, uh, levels of enjoyment for different types of cheeses. So I would say when you're laying out a cheese board, think of that, you know, have a, like something like the creamy Havarti where I think it's mild, it's, it's, uh, approachable. Most people love it. Um, you know, it's a great cheese for everybody, you know, and then you could, you could get into, um, you know, the Danish blues and, and things that are, um, a little more aggressive in flavor and a little stronger, for people that enjoy those too, you know, so have two or three or four different cheeses out um, that really range from the most mild to the strongest and, and then just lay out accompaniments that go great with those. Um, yeah. So I'm going to prepare my, my cheese plate. Lori, I have a lot of things to do here. I'm taking these copious notes and I'm also trying to think of how I can prepare my cheese plate as we speak. Um, now, is there any ingredient that you've refused to cook with or refuse to eat? My husband would, he doesn't like anything bitter like kale or maybe anything good for you, but no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I love, I love the bitter, but the only, I, there's two things that I, there's only two things in the world that I don't eat. And it's, um, and I'm not like highly allergic to them, but they make my mouth itch and go crazy. So the only two things in the world that I do not eat are raspberries and kiwi. Huh. That's it. Everything else I'll eat <laughs> and be happy eating it. <laughs> well, now, I won't send you a thank you basket of raspberries and kiwis. Yeah, don't, don't, don't send me a thank you basket. Well, it was the worst, I, you know, in the... In the late 80s or in the early 90s, when every chocolate dessert had that damn raspberry coulis on it, it was the it was the bane of my existence. <laughs> oh, but you know, and, and today, Michael's, you know, a lot of people are allergic, to, you know, lactose intolerance, gluten free, all that. I mean, do you mm-hmm. is there anything for now? I know that a lot of people can have goat cheese or sheep cheese if they're allergic to to you know to uh, to cow's milk, but of course, I you know I'm supposedly allergic, but don't believe anything. You eat cheese. Cheese is the best nothing everything goes with cheese i think that's like i, I always tell my kids like everything goes with cheese <laughs> I, well, was, I mean it's the greatest yeah. thing i mean what other than there's very few things that you know the, the, the thing that's magical about cheese is it's great as you can have it as a starter um you, you could have it as an entree and you could have it as dessert you know so um what else there's not many things that run the gamut like that uh, where it's it's just as comfortable ending a meal as it is beginning a meal um, and could be part of the meal. So, uh, you know, I think that's why cheese is so great. That's true. I agree completely, totally. Now, let's say we're going to put some Michael Simon tips on our refrigerator that we can check every day, like our mantra. That will be our mantra every single day. What do you suggest? A couple of just suggestions um, that kind of to wrap it up, because I know you're you're taping today. You, you you have limited time with us, and I'm happy that you're here. Um, so, what would you say? What are your words of wisdom that we can all remember you on our kitchen? Um, yep. Don't be afraid to uh, season your food liberally. Um, <clears throat> great food always has a balance of salt fat and acidity um, and taste something new every day. And what, what would be your very favorite dish though that you've ever made? What would you say? Is there oh, one dish gosh. that stands out that you just loved you making know, I, than anything? I, I, 
you know, I, I have to say, because I, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for the classics and I always love food that brings me back to a memory. Um, you know, when I was a young kid, my mother taught me how to make her lasagna and it was my favorite thing to eat as a kid. It was my favorite thing to eat as a young adult and it's my favorite thing to eat as an adult. <laughs> and, and because the minute I smell it cooking, it takes me back to when I'm five years old with my mom and dad and my grandparents and my sister sitting at that kitchen table, uh, you know, just getting ready to have a feast. I don't have any of those memories, Michael, unfortunately. <laughs> I was telling you on the show before, my mother made applesauce. She, one night she made dinner and she had like burnt applesauce. And I said, this isn't dinner, Mom. I didn't know what the, she's doing. And she dimmed the lights in the dining room so we didn't really know what we're eating. Like we wouldn't know it was burnt applesauce, you know, like, oh, hello. Um, so, yeah. Well, that's, I, that's... I, I, was the luck, I was the luckiest kid on the block. I mean, my mother, you know, I grew up in a predominant, predominantly um, Eastern European, mostly Irish neighborhood, and and my mother's, uh, you know, Greek and Sicilian, which like are two of the best culinary, you know, destinations in the world, and she could cook like nobody's business. I mean, she is such a good cook, um, and so I grew up eating, you know, Greek and Sicilian food. It was I was very lucky. Do you cook at home? Are you the one? Do you come home from cooking like? All day on your shows, etc. Do you have? Do you cook dinner when you get home? Yeah, I cook at home all the time. I love to cook. I, I could cook twenty four hours a day. But my wife, is, Liz, is a great cook too. So, but we kind of we divide it up. You know, we both cook quite a bit. Um, she's a vegetarian, so you know, um, a lot of times, uh, you know, a lot of times we'll just cook a full vegetarian meal. A lot of times we we'll cook a meal kind of that works great for her. But you know, that I could add, um, you know, my carnivorous favorites too uh, so it, uh, uh, but yeah we both cook quite a bit was she a vegetarian before you married her I mean you married a she, vegetarian she was a, she, <laughs> she was a vegetarian when I met her and then um, and then as we started this date dating she started eating um, meat and then she you know she ate a little bit of meat you know fish a good amount of fish but limited uh, meat for a long time and then um, you know, and then, and then, you know, once we were married and, and I mean, we've been together 25 years. So, uh, you know, at, at some point we, she, she knew that her not eating meat wasn't going to make me go anywhere. And it's actually, it's actually a perfect balance to me because, it, you know, if, if I'm left to my own vices, I, I would just eat, you know, steaks, cheeseburgers and bacon, you know, all day, every day. So, um, that, that she so would my so husband. Many veg- so would my husband. Yeah, you must I mean, be separated she, at birth because that's you know, exactly. What I you love. I, I do love vegetables, and that they're always around the house means that I cook them more and I eat them more. So you know, she she's probably the reason that I'm still as healthy as I am. <laughs> Uh, well, my husband is definitely he could eat uh, he could eat at your burger uh, restaurant every single day. I have to tell you. So <laughs> yeah, so could I. I mean, to me, hamburgers as close to the perfect food as there is. <laughs> so well, you know, Michael, I could talk to you all day, and my family would certainly encourage it. Uh, but where can our listeners find you on online and see some of your recipes? Um, well, the, the uh, I mean, obviously, tons of recipes at the two dot com. Um, and uh, you could also find the recipes that I made with all the Costello cheese at costellocheese.com. 
Right. And you can also find Costello cheese at your local supermarket, like I just did yep. yesterday. Yep. Yeah, it's Absolutely. available. And all kinds of different flavors, too, which is, which is very nice. So, well, Michael, thank you again for being with us. It was a great pleasure to have you. And uh, I will be at your house for dinner. I can go either vegetarian or carnivore, <laughs> whatever. Uh, whatever you, you happen always, to be cooking that night. <laughs> we always have tons of variety. So you, you come over whenever you want. <laughs> it, it, sounds, it sounds like a plan. Well, thank you again. I'm in the West this. Village. Just walk around till you find me. Oh, You'll smell oh the bacon. okay. Oh, that sounds, don't, don't, don't tempt me. I'll be there. <laughs> well, All right, Jane, thank thank well. you again. Okay. Everyone, you're listening to Jane Wilkins Michael Show on iHeartRadio Talk. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Have a question for Jane and want to be on the next Better Than Before show? Drop us a line via instant feedback at bmajor.org. The Jane Wilkins Michael Show is brought to you by Express Scripts and is produced by Major Radio for Clear Channel's iHeartRadio and bmajor.org.